Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Tuesday, the 12th of April, 2016. Hello, Laura Clark. Hello, Stu Farrell. How are you? Excellent. You said and you were nice good. How, how are you? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> uh, I won't give you a hard time. No. Um, I'm already having a hard time. No, I'm not. I've done a waste of that. I'm not Tuesday's the day. Is it? What's when you're going to be at your lowest point? Yeah, right. There's no... Uh, no, it is. It's it's settling low and inside. Yeah, weekend week work week wise, holy crap! I can't even talk yet. Hmm. Work week wise, it's uh, not the most fun. Um, no. So I've, I'm yeah, having lunch with it. a good friend today. That's nice. Tuesday lunch, though, you can't really let your hair down, can you? Well, you know me, my hair's never down. You should let it Tight down a little bun. bit. Bun. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, and glasses. You could be the librarian. <laughs> Off comes Pretty the glasses. <laughs> shake out the bun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Get put, on the put some Van Halen. That's it. Get yeah. on the motorbike and run to the sunset. Yeah. That's me. Um, uh. No, Stu. I did, however, <laughs> <No>. ri- <laughs> I did, however, do some riding. Well, some driving. On the weekend, I mentioned that I went to your favourite place, Dalesford. You said that yesterday and I was selling pot duck sausages. I know, but I'm telling you again mm. because I think this is a story that it is important to get to record. So big Dalesford's in your – you've got them but giving you money now. Dalesford was the best and you, I won't hear a word against it. Uh, yeah, I've got plenty against it. And I went I? to a place called uh, – what was it called? Glen Lyon, which is next to it. Which is like basically a corner shop with, which is now a like beautiful I hipster restaurant. I think we may have a listener that lives in Glen Lyon. Oh. Mm. <laughs> anyway, I went there and I had went hung out with some friends who have a chestnut farm and it was absolutely like picture perfect, gorgeous. Yeah, I'll just uh, pull you up there. I went and hung out with some friends who have a chestnut farm. Uh, exactly. Do you, the level of uh, <laughs> friends that we both have so different. <laughs> I went out and hung out with the friends who had the church snap farm. And I'm like, I went to my mate's place and we fell over. You know, like, it's just different world, no, isn't it? No, it's not really. It's oh, not at all. we went up to the beach house this, this weekend. Dude, yeah. this was – I've never been to a chestnut farm in my life. And it was really interesting, actually. Chestnuts are weird. They're like in little cages with, like, spikes I don't know what sort of chestnut farm they've got up in Dalesford, <laughs> but it seems to fit the demographic, uh, the, uh, the market they have up there. It's very anyway, relaxed holidaying type of that's place. That's right. Um, Get your chestnuts and spiked. So, yes. went to so, wherever this was, Glen yeah. Lyon. Yes. And I, uh, two things happened. Firstly, the person that I was with left her phone somewhere in the middle of like nowhere, in the middle of like the bush. And then the person tried to contact everybody on the phone and say, I've got the phone. And then, but nobody was answering their phone, including me. He tried to contact me. I wasn't answering my phone because I was talking to her. And then, actually, I was talking to her and I said, oh, I just got that voicemail from you from before now. Because she told me she'd left a voicemail for me. And it came, I went, boop. You got a voicemail. I was like, oh, it only just came through there. And it was probably the guy ringing. Oh. Anyway, whatever. So he drove back to Melbourne with the phone in his car. Who's the person that had the phone? What? Did just a guy who was in Dalesford for the day, picked up a phone and drove it back to Melbourne. Right. Because he couldn't find anyone. Anyway. So there was all this, all that kind of crap. You know when something like that happens and it's like you spend half the day talking about how the logistics of like I could drive to Faulkner and get it and drive to – anyway, that sort of thing happened. But point of whole thing is had a 
ball at mm. the chestnut farm. Had a wonderful day. These people, by the way, are amazing, yeah. lovely hosts, like all the business. Um, went to the market, did all that. Then I bought, by the way, spent like a trillion dollars on like beautiful a trillion. F- food and stuff. Game back. Uh, drove back and you remember I told you once that I had a five-hour drive that was from a two-hour drive turned into a five-hour drive. Yes. It was similar circus pants. I was driving back from Dalesford to Melbourne, supposed to be an hour 20 or something. Mm-hmm. And it, according to Waze, my app, it was supposed to be that. And it was like nearly three. Right. Because of how badly things were going for me in the under fives age group. Right. right? In the back of the car. Now, you have always joked when I've told you a couple of times when things have gone badly on a trip to the car, you've always gone, Maccas? And I've mm-hmm. always gone, ha, ha, ha. As if I would ever go to Maccas in a thousand years if the uh-huh. car was on fire and both of my children's, like, heads were all, were all ablaze. Did you really uh, dislike the I McDonald's. hate Maccas. It exemplifies for me everything I hate about the world. <clears throat> It is. I don't like contributing to the to it. I don't like the food. I don't like. I hate everything about it. How'd you go to Macca's? I went to Macca's. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I took. I so I was driving back and there was absolutely nothing. Like you know when sometimes I mean, you probably don't have this or you might have a different version of it, but when you go right, um, there's this exit and I should probably pull off this exit because there's you know something going on in the back or I I need to go to the toilet or I need to get a drink or something yeah. and because you expect the next exit to be as close as all the other ones in the past have been and it's like the biggest gap between two exits mm-hmm. that has ever occurred in the history of humankind that happened and I had to get off at the next exit and I had to do something and I pulled off at the next exit and the next exit was a Macca's. oh yeah and I went, mm, and like I needed, the kid needed, one of them needed to go to the toilet. Like, we needed to get out. We needed to do some. I thought, oh, my God, I am going to actually go into a Macca's for the first time since, like, year 10. Mm. Like, this is huge for me. This is, like, this is, like. And it was as good as you remembered. I mean, really, they are the most disgraceful <laughs> institutions. I just I like it. Uh, known that uh, two people at McDonald's said, this is Lauren Clark speaking. Uh, you can take her house and she's got a car. I think there might be with some They do. Still. They're and tapping they my be phone because they somewhere. know that, honestly, oh, my God. Um, and anyway, you ate the food and no one died. I didn't eat any food. I had a coffee, if you can call it a coffee. It was a very good impression. Uh, they have baristas there now. <laughs> I have to say, one thing that I did notice Mm -hmm. was that the people in there were lovely. For people who were getting paid like whatever they're legally allowed to pay them without, you know, actually it being called child slavery, they were like the loveliest, most helpful people. And I thought, as I I drove away, what did I think? I'm going back. Oh, no, I wish I could have given them a $20 tip and then told everyone about it. Gosh, honestly, I nearly swore at you. You cannot accuse me of telling everyone about it. I was trying to tell a story mm. on a podcast yes. about that you have never – anyway, you're just, you're just baiting me. You are the worst person well, you know, I've ever look, met. I'm a anyway. bit, I'm, a bit uh, I'm, I'm in your chair and I just can't yeah, get comfortable. I'm going to buy a stool for he's this. He's literally in my chair. He's not like metaphorically in my chair because that would be – in some way empathising with my position in oh. relation to anything on li- in life. He's sitting in well, – he's got the wrong chair. And that's terrible. I can't get into the groove. Everyone who sits in that chair says it's the worst chair ever and I don't notice the difference. I'm not a chair noticer. The chairs are very important. I'm I need a pen the same noticer, one. really majorly, but I'm not a chair noticer. 
And you, and as you said yesterday, you defend people in high pants. So you've really got odd tastes, weird sort of things going on with your head, haven't you? So how <laughs> is being my friend going for you? <laughs> Stupid. Stuart, I did want to mention to you, <laughs> we totally forgot what we were doing and looked at each other like deer in headlights style. Yeah. Stuart, um, I know everybody heard this the other week. This is the thing that I was, I you just wanted to touch base with you, read this. Oh, right? nice. What are you talking about? So, you know the thing in Sweden where there's a phone number, which by the way is the best idea I've ever heard in my life and I understand why everyone in old media has been talking about it for a week mm. now. You know the thing where Sweden has it's the Swedish government have decided. Oh, it's a website as well. Okay. Um, the Swedish government have decided that there's a, a call a random Swede. Yeah. So you can wherever you are in the world, you can ring. You can ring this, like this number. You can get put through to a random Swedish person Sweden, yeah. and ask them anything you like. Um, so like there have been lots of you know, journalists doing it so that we can get a sense of what they're doing and stuff. But I I just it's it just struck me and I know everyone's talked about it to death, but this is this is the element of it that interested me was in Australia mm-hmm. how badly would that go wrong? <sighs> Presumably well, yeah, no, very badly. We couldn't trust our population. You, you, just Surely <sighs> but there there is also potential there for some actual Australian hilarity. Like I can imagine some people Doing a really good job of like making that funny. Oh yeah, but but at the same time, I can also imagine everybody else thinking they were doing a really good job of making that funny. Do you know what I mean? It would be a debacle. I mean, debacles. It'd be a debacle. I mean, if you got who who yeah, we would you do get? We're not mature enough people. Sure, maybe we could nominate people. Who would you get to answer the phone All on right. Australia's behalf? Um, Catherine Freeman. No. That'd be the most dullest conversation you've ever come across. She can't talk. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Catherine Freeman <laughs> seems like a little bit of an empty vessel at times. I know she's not, but she, like I, she'd be like quite a full goes, vessel, I imagine. Oh, you know. Uh, she who would you get rather than talking down who you wouldn't an get? An Olympic gold medalist, <laughs> champion, and successful person, <laughs> and an icon of this country. Um, who would I uh, get? Not Paul Logan, okay? Yeah. Well, he's very famous. And maybe Australian. not. Maybe not. Maybe everybody. Tell you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't get Samuel Johnson. I wouldn't get him. Poor Samuel Johnson. What do you mean, poor Samuel Johnson? He's given a back <sighs> thing. I know, but I just, I think he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's one of those people who's out there, and whatever you and like, I know a lot of people love him. Right. But I also know a lot of people despise him. Despise. And think that he's like a tosser and stuff. Oh. But I think that he, A, I read a really, really, did you ever read that thing about his mum that he wrote? No. Really interesting. So he he was, no, I'm going to get elements of this wrong, but basically he was brought up, this is an actor in Australia, by the mm. way, for international listeners. He's brought up in a, um, I think, bookshop, like his dad ran a bookshop. Wow. And um, in the bookshop, there's this book of poetry that he loved and um, he just used to read it all the time and he loved the words in it and blah, blah, blah. And he and his sister and I think he's got another sister. Anyway, whatever. He and Mm. the the kids and the dad were alone and there was no mum, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, 
end of story is the mum was the poet. I didn't know that. And he didn't know that. And he oh. just always loved that book in the, in the, and it had no significance. It was just a random chance thing but that was his special book in the, and anyway and it's all connected to the way he talks about it it's all connected to his uh like I think there's a, a mental illness kind of connection there on a couple of levels and stuff which he's really good at writing about he's actually quite a quite good at expressing himself anyway I just feel like he puts himself out there and he's a bit of a dork and so, like, you know, who rides a unicycle by way of making a point? He does and he raises, like, bucket loads Could of money doing it. you imagine how painful it. that would be, riding a unicycle around Australia? That's like, right. Really. Like, <laughs> exactly. It, it would, must be the most painful thing that someone could do. I drove a car to on the weekend and it was very it's bumpy. It's going to be the most painful <laughs> thing you can do to yourself, riding a unicycle. Like, who came up with that idea? Okay, a so, unicycle. So we're, not, so we're not so we're not Samuel Johnson. <laughs> No, so he's not allowed to answer the phone. Um, um, tell you who you wouldn't get is uh, Joe Hockey. Or oh, my God. Name. This is a list of who we wouldn't get, well, isn't well, it? There's no one you'd pick. You, I don't you, think you know who you need to pick? Some lonely old codger that can tell a tale. Yeah. Oh, my God. I went to a funeral on the weekend. <laughs> it was on the weekend, yeah. I went to a funeral on the weekend not of an yeah. amazing Good speakers. Man. You'd probably yeah. get barristers. Oh, good speakers. Yeah, I was going to say. Mm. Yeah, no, everyone was a good speaker at this thing. Yeah, you mm. would get barristers and like people who can tell stories, storytellers. Because, well, no, but this this guy, this this funeral that I went to, it wasn't a funeral, it was a memorial service and mm. it was amazing from start to finish. Like every, and the person who was being memorialised absolutely shone through. It was just quite, um, it was it was quite a but fantastic. But that's the idea of a memorial. I know, though. but I like, never really, say, I don't pull, think. Pull out his bad points. I know, but it wasn't like who's the best, who's the best. In fact, it well, that was, wouldn't be very good either. It was just <laughs> like an best. amazing picture of it. Uh, frankly, they had good material to work with. He was mm. a, a rip snorter of a guy, and I. It would be people like him. So what happened was he was he coached, for instance. I think a, a, he coached a soccer team way back when, and this guy went up and who he coached went up and was doing one of the speeches. And at one point, he said. And can everyone from the, you know, Coburg Devils or whoever it was put up their hand now uh, who's still here or who's associated with it? And like half the room just went vroom, 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 vroom. all these hands Coburg went Coburg Devils. Whatever, somebody did. Okay. So I'm going to get that wrong. <clears throat> but that all the hands, not all the hands, but heaps of people from that, from like, you know, 40, 50 years ago, yeah. all these hands went up because they've all stayed in touch. Because they love this man, mm. you know what I mean. People like that who are like it's super loved in society, yeah. they need to go. We need to get them because they're the wise people, and they're the ones who are hidden. And all the famous people are not necessarily the wise people. You know, I'm never. You just I mean, storytellers and about wise that, people. Because I've been watching Game of Thrones. As oh, you know. here we go. You're going to get down on yourself because you're not the guy not whose funeral a, I went to on the weekend. Farrell, not going to leave a legacy. You've got. What are you yeah. talking about? You're not going to leave a legacy. No, because. So these people that dedicate themselves to something and and have become you know like the old fashioned chunk of wood type people that are just solid, they've got a good grain. They give you splinters. <laughs> they give you splinters. They're, they're, really? But, but you don't talk about the splinters at the funeral. Is my point. And so, but, oh um, my god! You know, I want to be that block of wood. Is my point. I don't want to be the stick or the piece of plastic. You want to be that solid chunk of oak. You're my go, chunk of oak. I would love to sit on that <laughs> chunk of oak. <laughs> God, I'm You're my sit chunk on of oak. <laughs> oh my God, I'm not going to sit on you. I take it back. Yeah. Well, you can't pick and choose what you do with a chunk of oak. Listen, 
You may not be a chunk of oak. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be the, the, but, the fish and chip wrapper. You know what I mean? And, and that's what. And this guy who's a memorial went to on the weekend, yeah. he sounds like a chunk of oak, right? I don't and know I, what and that really, him, how that metaphor works. Well, but listen, because a chunk of oak is is uh, it's an exciting piece of <laughs> what? It's lovely. It's dependable. It's he it's wasn't, got. I wouldn't. Have, it's got history. You can see the rings of it. You know, you can see this. It's 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 started off as a little twig. Yeah. And and eventually it became a big tree. Yes. That was providing shade and shelter for children. I don't know why you you didn't speak at the moment. <laughs> exactly. You're a really good speaker. Yeah, George was a real chunk of oak. <laughs> he started out as a tiny twig. <laughs> He grew. Look at his rings, and now he's a big tree. <laughs> and now we're going to put him in a box and send him back to him. So he came. Stu, yeah, you're going to be fine. <sighs> I think everybody has probably and an icy pole stick. This is everybody has a, a legacy in a way. Like that's the thing you have to stop thinking is that is that because we this the, you no know, one's going to my memorial is what I'm saying. Like I'll, I'll get like the handful of people I have a beer with, and that's about it. And you're just and like, what is wrong with them? But I've no, met them, and they're, they're all lovely people. Top people. My point is, I'd love to leave a legacy. But do you mean? See, that is what. That's why people. That's why there's this new obsession with fame. Like when people what's are asked, famous. But you well, what's a legacy doing, if it's not famous? No, because you've you, you've touched someone in a certain way, and. <laughs> I don't leave that sort of legacy. I'm like Christian brother. But, you know, like I want to – I just want to uh, – you, you want to inspire, you know. You want to – You know what you need to do? Be, become a footy coach. Invent something. Well – Because that – it's people like I invent that. invent something, people say it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like what? I don't know. I, the last time I came up with something, it was shot down in flames. So <laughs> it – I don't want to be the guy that invented the, the idiotic, <laughs> <laughs> the guy that came up with the stupid inventions like Homer Simpson. I don't want to be that guy. I don't know. I think everyone wants to leave a legacy, don't they? No, no. I think that's a. I think that's a, a, a false economy because if you live your life, <sighs> if you live your life, trying to having, live a legacy. No, having an impact on the people around you that is positive. Well, that's the problem. You know what I mean? Well, it's not the problem because you have a positive impact on all of the people that you live your life around. No, I don't know that. Well, all of your friends and everything. <laughs> I well, okay. At the end of the day, no one's been turning up and going boo hiss to this guy. I think there have been some people done that. Oh my god! At your actual funeral is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh no. So they won't bother showing up. You know what? Everyone's got them. Shut up. That's not the point. You right. you are fantasizing once again. You've got this big. Picture in your head mm. that is not real. It's not real. If you are remembered as you would be, as somebody who is like you know ridiculous, it's not much of a <laughs> and legacy. A fantastic <laughs> idiot. Oh, and he was so ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, and, and a, like a generous host and a loving oh, friend right. and somebody mm. who would do anything for his mates and all that mm. stuff. I don't think, like, apart from, like, did you, you know, um, eradicate rabies or like something Ooh, like that's that? A good one. Those, those sorts of, those sorts of. That's what I want to do. Yeah, eradicate well, rabies <laughs> or, or something similar. Right. <laughs> but I'm not a doctor. Well, and look, it's turned into a self-help <laughs> session here, Lauren Clark. My we, point, oh, I'm oh, trying look, to do it. Everything's relative. They're not going to let me answer the phone for Australia. I can guarantee you that much now. No. <laughs> I wouldn't let you answer the phone for me. Going from Portugal rings, I'll go, hello, I'll get out Stuart here. Oh, tell me about Australia. 
Oh, well, I'm not going to leave a legacy. I'm not a chunk of oak. And I was starting off as a twig, and now I'm a piece of plastic. The craziest things. 30 hours in a plane to get to that guy? No. Ah, Stuart, I'm sorry. I've got you down one of those things. Um. Yep, cool, because you mentioned someone successful. Wormhole. I know, how dare I? And Game of Thrones too, because um, what's his name? The head of the Lannister family was talking about leaving legacies and what he's asking uh, the young person what a legacy was and it got me thinking about legacies. <laughs> I oh should gosh. stop watching this show. You really should. You're watching uh, way too much of it. Uh, Stuart Farrell. Lozzie. Uh, get busy because I want you All to... Right. Have, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean get busy in relation to solving rabies. Oh, yes. Although I think rabies doesn't exist in Australia. What about if I eliminated mosquitoes? See, look... <laughs> If you're eliminating things, it's not a good legacy. Like the eliminator, you know, you, you want to be positive. I think you'd be good as an eliminator. Oh, well, I sound like a contestant on a game show. The eliminator. Come <laughs> Do on. Do it. No. Um, anyway, we should go. you've eliminated um, all For of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. All of the good event. times. Yeah, and um, <laughs> we will uh, see you tomorrow. Oh, no, I was going to tell people how they can find us. We're ah. stupidlybig.com. We're stupidly big. On Facebook, Stupidly Big, on Twitter, and we are Stupidly Big in iTunes. Go there, give us a review, say hello. I haven't um, checked the mail, I haven't checked the mail in a long time. Oh, Stu, this is Devo. I keep forgetting to take the key with me when I'm down in the area. Oh. I should have I should have actually gone in the post office box around the corner from my house. Yes. Instead, I did one that's 20 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drive to Belnary to get the mail. How am I going to leave a legacy when I can't even get the post right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Stuart, I'll yes. see you tomorrow. Oh, I want my chair back. <laughs> okay, you will. Bye-bye.